Alrighty guys, so let's first start this off by discussing my absence from last week and the late episode this week. So I just want to apologize to you guys. It's been a hectic couple of weeks at work where we have had multiple buyouts, which means that somebody is just coming in and buying out the entire restaurant for, you know, the evening. And they have been crazy, but they have been awesome. So I have been having to deal with that. And um, unfortunately, I had to work on Mother's Day, which we're dating all the way back two weeks ago. I had to work um, all day Mother's Day for a situation that happened at another one of our locations, which meant I could not spend time with my wife on Mother's Day. So had to make up Mother's Day for her on Wednesday, which is usually my recording day for last week. And I was like, you know what? we're not I'm not gonna worry about recording because I I wanted to make this up to her so that's why I didn't get one out this week but then why we're getting this one late today or this week's episode is because of another buyout so I just wanted to clarify that but I do have some news for you guys I have started a new journey onto YouTube oh my gosh I can't believe that I just said that but I am trying to do something. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm going to try to get these podcasts out in video format on YouTube, and I'm going to do some other things uh, and play around with uh, with YouTube and uh, different videos and seeing what um, I'm re- what my like itch is going to be. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm having fun doing it. Uh, the first episode has been posted of this new series called J- uh, JMR Plays, which is where I am basically going to just be taking my Steam Deck and I'd be playing a, a you know a couple minutes of a game and just talking about it. You know what I mean? And giving you my thoughts. Uh, overall thoughts on you know how it's performing on the Steam Deck because you know y'all know I love that little thing but now with that being said let's jump to hyperspace welcome back Padawans to episode 54 of the JMR podcast I'm your host Jelani aka Jedi Master Ren and today The entire show is going to be about the PlayStation Showcase that just happened yesterday. Because about 3 p.m., PlayStation decided to bless all of us gamers and show us what we got coming down the road for 2023. Now, we did get some things from 2024, but it did focus mostly on 2023. Which, you know what? I am absolutely okay with. Because what I really understood is that, I mean, you know, it's been shaping up to be this kind of year pretty much since it started but this feels like this is going to be one of the biggest years in gaming like hands down i don't think there's going to be a bigger year i can't think of a bigger year i don't not to say that there's not going to be a bigger year in the future but i don't think i can recall a year that had this many top you know uh hitters in the in the gaming space so i want to just go through and i want to talk about the games that I kind of like perked my head at. You know, we're not going to go through everything here. And I was going to say there's not a specific order, but there is an order. The order is, I mean, it's games that, you know, I kind of was like, oh, okay. And then up to the big hitters. You know what I mean? I will let you know we are ending on Spider-Man 2. Okay, come on, come on. (laughs) But anyway, let us start here with Dragon's Dogma 2. Now, this came on the screen. I'm like, Oh, okay, first of all, I didn't know what it was, right? That's uh, first and foremost. I had no idea what we were seeing. I want to say, hmm. No, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't know heads or tails of what this was because I've never played Dragon's Dogma, but I've heard of it and I know of this game. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, wait a minute. When I saw the, you know, the title screen come on, I'm like, isn't this an old game? That's pretty cool that this game is coming back with a sequel at that. And come to find out, this is I'm pulling all of this from IGN, at least going through the recap of the you know what has come out since then. Um, and 
they said that the game, uh, Dragon Dogma, the first one, came out 10 years ago. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool that we're seeing a sequel to this game 10 years after the fact. And, you know, with it being more action-oriented, they showed some gameplay of it. I'm, it's it could be up my alley. So I, I'm let's see. Let's find out. I'm going to wait and see kind of like, you know, uh, as we get further along in the cycle, um, what gets uh, revealed of it further. Because I, again, have not tried this game out, so I don't know exactly if I'm going to like it or not. Um, but let us move on to the next game here. And this is from Haven Studios. Obviously, this is the studio that was brought on or that was created by Jade Raymond. So they revealed Fair Game. Now, Fair Game is a pretty much like a heist game. You can think of it as like a payday but definitely a lot more realistic than payday if you catch my drift so the a lot more realistic and a little bit more futuristic as well i wouldn't say a little bit a lot more futuristic and it really seems like this is going to change some things up with this heist formula that we've seen in the past you know not a lot of games have done this but i think that this is going to be something if they play their cards right it's going to be something that could pop, you know what I mean? And I'm hoping that it does because it looks fun, but I've been burned in the past with these types of games. So I am, again, holding my breath on this one. I don't know if this one's going to be for me, but the style of it is for me. So that's why I'm going to keep my eye on this one. But let us move on to the next game here. So this is Giant Squid. Oh, <laughs> not Giant Squid, I apologize. This is Sword of the Sea from Giant Squid. Apologies. Anyway... Um, this game is from the makers of Journey. Journey and, uh, what was the other game that they did? Hang on a second, because I think it says it in here. Uh, it does not. But, yo, Abzu. Oh, no, this is not Journey. I apologize. This is Abzu and the Pathless, which I think they are the ones who did Journey as well. I could be wrong. I could be mistaken on that. But this one looks interesting. It really does. So, basically, the entire game, it looks like you're you know, in the desert, I would say. It does say sort of the sea, so maybe you are on the sea, but you are just hovering over all of these landscapes. And I love games like that. The Pathless did it really well with their, you know, um, with using the arrows and everything like that to kind of uh, boost yourself, so then that way you can move faster and you can jump higher in the game world and traverse a lot better. The traversal in that game is, you know, subpar, I was going to say subpar, bar none. There is nothing that feels like that, except for, I mean, I haven't played Solar Ash, but Solar Ash looks like it comes close to what the Pathless was doing, but Pathless just, it, they have that traversal element down. This game looks similar like that. So I am thinking that this kind of, um, you know, game is probably up my alley. So I don't know exactly where I stand on this one. You know, I, I know I want more of this, but I don't know if, because I haven't finished the Pathless, I haven't fully jumped into Solar Ash, but these are games that make me, you know, perk up whenever I see them on screen. So I think I am still looking forward to it. I just don't know how my feelings are going to be when we actually get to launch with this one. You know what I'm saying? So let's move over to the next game here. Now, this one is called Neva, and this is by the creator of Gris. Now, this game, very short, the trailer wasn't very long, you know, there's this, um, there's a woman, and, uh, she, I think she was dancing, and at the, you know, she's dancing, and there's a big, huge wolf that's right behind her, right, and you can tell that they are, you know, they are one, they are, um, I was gonna say master and, you know, whatever, but I don't even think that, they're friends, we'll call them friends, right, you know, you can tell that they have that bond, and as the trailer progresses, there is this dark cloud. And I'm like, okay, whatever, it's just a dark cloud. Well, you can see that there is actual terror in that moment. 
And there is a matter that comes into play where we have to kind of figure out, okay, what is this cloud? Is it dangerous? And then you start to see these hands and you start to see it forming actual, like, you know, um, it looks like, uh, like some kind of mist being realistically and the big wolf comes and they try to attack the you know they try to help protect um the the woman who's in this trailer and unfortunately they create an even bigger mass of themselves and completely take this the the uh big wolf down and i honestly it almost it it almost got me tearing up at the end because at towards the end there is a baby cub baby cub that's uh that was with them and the baby cub comes up to the woman after she realizes that the the big wolf was you know has passed and it just like literally goes underneath her arms and just like nestles up to her and then it like literally comes back and then looks her dead in her eyes and then they just embrace again and it was just it's a very touching moment and i wasn't expecting that um from this game so i definitely was going to be talking about that here because was not at all expecting it, but um, I don't know if I'm going to be playing this one, but it definitely is one to keep an eye out for if you're wanting to, you know, um, get into these narrative-driven games like this, because this one definitely, I mean, it's from the creators of Gris. Gris, I've heard nothing but good things. Again, haven't played it myself, but I've heard nothing but good things from Gris, so if you're a fan of that game, this one's probably up your alley. Don't know what kind of game this is as of right now. That was just a cinematic trailer, so unfortunately, that's why I'm kind of, you know, waiting with bated breath at this point. Um, so, now, I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to talk about PSVR 2, because don't have PSVR 2, not really looking towards PSVR uh, games right now at this moment. I do plan on getting a PSVR 2 at some point. I do, because, I mean, come on, I'm, I'm probably going to. But, I will tell you, Crossfire Sierra Squad... That game is, that that game makes it worth getting a PSVR 2 right there. And the reason why for me specifically is because I this is all of what I wanted. At least from what I see and what I think it is. It looks like it is just a single player first person shooter game in the VR space. That is all I really wanted. Now I know Half-Life Alex is is that pretty much we never got Half-Life Alex on the, you know, first PSVR. So on the very first PSVR I wanted something of that kind of experience. I got similar things to that because there was um, that Alien game. I don't remember what it was, but it was the game that they bundled in with the um, with their new AIM controller for the PSVR. Um, that game is a single-player first-person shooter, you know, but you are shooting just these these uh, alien, you know, creatures, realistically. So, you're not actually having to duck, take cover, do all these different things, manually reload. I mean, I think you do have to manually reload, if I'm not mistaken. I could be. It's been years since I've played that game. But, my point is, Crossfire Sierra Squad, from all of what I saw, it looks like a single-player-as, first-person shooter game, in the vein of COD. And, I'm all here for that. So, that's one game that I saw where I was like, huh, okay. Uh, that 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 makes me that makes me perk up and that makes me really kind of want a PSVR two now. Did not be an, or not gonna lie, and I would not have expected that out of this showcase. So props to PlayStation because I did say going into this, you know, I don't really have you know a a a gnawing need to gravitate towards the PlayStation VR two right now, and I want PlayStation to change that. You know what I mean? They're the only ones who can. You're the ones who are selling this thing. Like again somebody else can everybody else can say oh yeah you should because it's got x y and z and it's really really cool and really fun but at the end of the day if the company doesn't care about the product they're putting out 
why are you putting it out? You know what I mean? Is it just for money? I don't think it is. I don't think they're doing PSVR 2 just for money. It is obviously a part of the, the equation, but I don't think that they're just doing it for money because they wouldn't be put, investing so much energy into it if that were the case. It's just I don't feel like they are presenting how they actually feel about it to the player base. That's really where my head's at with it. So, But you know what? Crossfire X got through to me, so here we go. We'll see what happens. Um, next up. Now, this is where, this is the, uh, this is, well, you know what? Actually, I apologize. Let's skip what I was about to get into, and let's jump right into some hardware. Some hardware that was announced. Is If you watch the, the showcase, you know where I'm going with this. So, they officially announced what Project Q is and what it's been. And they legit, from what the leak said, you know, running up to the, or on the lead up to this uh, showcase, they just cut a PlayStation DualSense in half, put a screen in between it, and bam, that's your that's your gaming tablet right there. And I tell you what, it looks weird, and I bet that thing is super comfortable when you're playing. I <laughs> Are you going to tell me it's not? Are you going to tell me it's not? How is it not? I mean, again, it could not be if you don't like the feel of the DualSense controller. That's how it wouldn't be. Me, on the, on the one hand, I love the DualSense controller. I think it's one of my, not one of, it is my favorite controller right now period, but it also is, you know, I, I don't think that there is much that they can do to make it better, you know what I mean, it's very, it's, it's very good, I mean, maybe make the haptics a little better, and I'm, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying maybe there's a way to do it where they could make it even better, but either way, my point is, that's what it seems like they've done here, right, they just cut that thing in half and then slap the screen in between, bam, send it out and ship it, babe, all right, so I still think this thing is cool, not even gonna lie to you, I really, really do, I saw that thing, I was like, I saw the renditions and the leaks and everything, and it still looks fire. I do like it. I do like it. And then you ask, you know, you guys know I've got a Steam Deck. Why would I need this thing? Why? Well, I'll tell you what. Listen, running or, you know, doing uh, streaming on the Steam Deck with doing the PlayStation, not the best. It's not the best. Now, could it be because it's the Steam Deck? Maybe. Or could it just be that I am just, I don't have the setup for streaming. But again, I don't, I don't stream, you know, outside of the house. I stream while I'm in this house. So I don't understand why it won't work properly. You know, I tried to play The Last of Us. And granted, it loads really nice. It loads good. But when you actually get to moving and you get into some action points, it starts to struggle. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not even going to waste my time doing this. I'll just play a game that I have on the Steam Deck and just call it a day there. This could solve those issues because I really, you know, PlayStation is where I play the majority of my games. I have play on everything. Haven't been playing on the Xbox as of late. Maybe that'll change here soon. But I have, uh, you know, I do try to play on everything. But if I'm buying anything for consoles, playing it on my, uh, on my Xbox, I'm playing that on my PlayStation. Like I just got Jedi Survivor on the PlayStation. Just got started getting in De uh, Dead Space Remake on the PlayStation. But that is more so because I got a coupon on PlayStation through their rewards program. Either way. I digress. My point is, I do play most of my games on PlayStation. This would be nice to kind of go along with it. And again, I have not had success streaming to my Steam Deck. That's my only rebuttal to why I'm like, ah, well, you got the Steam Deck. Yeah, but it doesn't work the way that I want it to really at all. I don't, I, I don't use it for streaming on the PlayStation. So we will see. It depends on the price, too. That's really the other aspect of this is if, if the price is good, all right, cool. But if it's not good... I don't know if I'm going to be jumping on this. If they're trying to do this thing for like, I don't know, 300 bucks. Mm, I don't know about that one, PlayStation. It, it, I, I would say 200 to 250, maybe. 
maybe. But yeah, if it's anything above that, I, I don't know about that one, Chief. But let's move over to the next thing that I would like to discuss here. Um, Immortals of Avium. We got another trailer for this game. Now, this is, from my understanding, the first game that is going to be under the new, like, division in EA called EA Originals. Now, the real question is, as I was just made aware of, you know, um, through a YouTube video, um, EA just, well, as we all know, EA has had a license, a 10-year agreement with uh, Disney to make Star Wars films. Something is in my eye, and I can't get it out. <gasps> anyway, um, they had a 10-year plan to be able to go with, um, or make these Star Wars games. And they have really been botching it up. You know what I mean? I mean, they've had some bangers. Obviously, Fallen Order has come out underneath that underneath that um, that deal. I don't think Survivor did because I think the deal ended in March. So I think Survivor launched outside of the deal. However, it was obviously being developed while they still had the contract all the way through. We're short. Of, we're shy a month, so we can still say that Survivor did come out as a result of this deal. Which realistically, it did because if Fallen Order never came out, we would have never had Survivor. So right there end of discussion. Um, but my actual aspect of this is that they have, they've now lost the rights to solely do Star Wars games. What if EA Originals is their kind of way to make up for that? Like, hey, we might have lost, you know, sole rights to Star Wars, but now we're doing our own things and we're trying to build our studios in-house to make some really interesting um, IP. And Immortals Phoenix, or I was going to say Immortals Phoenix Rising, Immortals of Avium is the first game on that list of these EA original games. So here we go. And I, I now, first of all, I'm not just rooting for this game because it's on my fantasy league in the trophy room. Don't, don't think that. Okay. It looks good. It looks good. All right. It does. It's a first person kind of like a magic. Um, it's in a set. Yeah. Set in a fantasy realm. And it, looks like a first person um well i was gonna say ghost of uh or ghostwire ghostwire is first person it feels similar to ghostwire where you had these mystical abilities in ghostwire here you have these um these magic abilities here but you're still shooting things out of your hands and i think it's very you know fantastical very colorful so i think that that is kind of the vibe that they were trying to go with when doing you know when making this game and I really think that it has some promise. I really do. And it should, it, yeah, it's releasing in a little over uh, two months here. So we're not going to be, or actually, it's a little under, it's a little under two months. We're not going to have to wait that long to see how, you know, this new direction for EA goes. But it's a very stark difference from the EA that we saw, I would say about, not 10 years ago, but we'll say like, five to seven years ago when they were saying, oh, like, uh, nobody plays single-player games. Okay. That didn't make any sense then. Doesn't make any sense now. Single-player games are very much a thing that should continue to be made. And I think they're gonna, you know, I, I think they've proven that with uh, Jet the Jedi uh, series of games. And I think they could potentially prove it here with Immortals of Avium. We'll have to wait and see, though. Because, again, it is EA. We never know how they're going to take things and what they're going to do with things. Now, we have Ghost Runner 2. Oh my gosh. So, I have not finished Ghost Runner. So, let's get that out of the way right now. But seeing this one here, seeing Ghost Runner 2, you got the bike now, too? Bro, you got the bike. 
driving on the side of a wall. I'm going to have to go back and finish Ghost Runner. I'm going to have to do that because I need to be ready for this one here. This game looks fantastic. I didn't know what it was when we were first looking at it. And you know what? That is a lie. Uh, well, no, it's not because I didn't know what it was right at first. And then as soon as I saw the character, I'm like, ah, it's Ghost Runner. And then also remembered that I saw a tweet earlier that said um, that Andy Cortez is losing his shit right now. This is what he would have been losing his shit over, is Ghost Runner 2. And rightly so. It's a really, really competent game. Really fun, cool game. It just is, you know, it's it's hard to master. Let's just say that. Hard to master. Um, so, Ghost Runner 2 coming out, supposedly 2023. We will have to wait and see. We obviously... Got some more footage on Final Fantasy 16. Um, this is another game that I completely didn't know <laughs> what it was when it was, you know, first launching. I thought it was, um, what did I think it was? Ooh. No, I'm, that, I'm thinking of that foam game. Either way, I thought, I did think that this was another game completely when it was coming out. Or when it was uh, first, you know, the opening little cutscene, um, you know, leading into it. But I'm getting, I'm getting more and more hyped. I'm getting more and more hyped about Final Fantasy 16. You know, um, it, it it looks like a like it's gonna be a fun time. I'm really hoping that they can kind of stick to what they did with Final Fantasy 7 remake. You know what I mean? Because I really, really love that story, and I just I can't imagine that you know they're gonna do the same thing that they did in 15. I feel like 15 was just kind of I don't know. I, I feel like the story just did not hit the same way that 7 did, or 7 Remake did. And I hope that Final Fantasy 16 story uh, hits in a similar manner to Remake, because if it does, then it's going to have its, uh, you know, its hooks in me. But this game, I think it's coming out, what is it, June? Yeah, June 2022. So it's right around the corner here. We do not have much longer to wait for this one. But let's get to the next one here. And I want to say this is we're we're getting to the end of what I wanted to discuss from this thing because uh, yeah, there are a few games I'm just like eh, I I didn't really think anything of, but these ones here yeah definitely had to discuss. Now I am not a huge fan of this next uh, franchise that I'm going to discuss, and that is Metal Gear. Now, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I am not the biggest fan of Metal Gear, guys. I I, I hate it what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But I you know. Can respect it, and I do respect the the franchise as a whole. I've tried to get into it, haven't tried the earlier games, but I did try the um, what is it, Metal Gear Solid Five. Didn't really care for Metal Gear Solid Five, but it's because I'm not a huge stealth fan. Don't really care for Hitman either, to be honest with you. I've tried that too. Don't really care for it. But um, I am really surprised that we're getting a uh, a, a remake to Snake Eater. Not gonna lie. And could this be one of the first Metal Gear Solids that I? get into like try to really get into i don't know and i really don't because i tried to make that metal gear solid 5 didn't work out didn't work so do i really want to waste my time trying to do it here maybe and it depends on what i hear about this game as a whole like when it came out you know like if what was the fervor around this game is this known as one of the better metal gear solid games if so maybe i will maybe i will try this one out in this new um remake setting um because again never experienced this one before but the trailer for it fantastic kept me on my toes the entire way i'm like what the heck is this i have no idea what this is you see this out what was it first it was the frog first right and no 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 no, no. i apologize it was the ant first the ants oh god it, they were disgusting you could see the hair the hair on the ants 
It was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. And then it zooms out. Thank God. Thank God. And you don't ever have to get that close to it again. Unless you rewatch the trailer. Which, why would you? Because you get so close to ants like that. You wouldn't want, You don't need to see the hair on them. You know what I mean? Did you know there was hair on ants? I didn't. But I do know. I know now. Anyway, I digress. My point is, ants go to this dead frog. The frog gets scooped up by a bird. Bird gets eaten by a snake. Snake immediately gets taken out by uh, an alligator, which then the snake tries to fight back, and this looked like it was an anaconda. So I would assume that that snake could have swallowed the alligator. I'm not 100% sure, but that was my thought process. I'm like, you picked the wrong fight, Allie, because I thought you were just going to have him, and the fact that he came back up and was about to get you, you might be dead. Anyway, after all of this, all this crap is going on, and then it just goes into the, into the woods. And I was like, huh. This kind of feels like Metal Gear a little bit. And then Snake just comes out of the darkness, not making a sound while he's moving through water. Very good. Very good trailer. Unbelievable trailer. You know what I mean? Like, I was, again, not a huge fan of Metal Gear Solid. Still had me like, whoa. Oh my gosh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So... Let's move on to the next one, guys. Alan Wake 2. Oh, boy. October 17th, guys. This game is going to have to make me go and finish Alan Wake, the original game. I've tried it multiple times. I actually tried it recently. I want to say either end of last year or beginning of this year. And I got a little creeped out by it. A little bit. I was like, ooh, I don't... I don't want to deal with this crap. <laughs> but, I again, playing through Dead Space now, and, I mean, it's Dead Space. I feel like Dead Space is scarier than freaking uh, Alan Wake, so I should be fine to go through it, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know why. I just was, like, maybe it was because I was up late at night, and I was like, ooh, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> but I definitely want to get through this because Alan Wake 2 looks, ooh, looks fantastic. And the fact that you get to play as an FBI agent as well as Alan Wake really cool way to turn this game on its head because i mean i guess none of us really expected to play as anybody else other than alan wake i know i didn't you know when they're talking about doing a sequel to alan wake i had no assumption that we'd be playing as another character but really cool to see and that the fact that the trailer starts you off as playing with that uh, character to show you hey this ain't that kind of game and there's another one that does that similar thing. We'll get to that here in a second. But I, I can't wait for this one. It looks really dark, really spooky, a lot scarier, and a lot more like um, horror than what the first game was. You know, this game really feels like they're hunkering down on what they've learned from Alan Wake to Control to even uh, Quantum Break, which Quantum Break wasn't, you know, horror, but... They're, it seems like they're using all of that to tell this story and all that knowledge. So really, really cool to see. I love Remedy as a studio, so I can't wait to see anything else that they put out and everything that they put out. So cannot wait for this one on October 17th. And again, on the run-up, be prepared to hear me talk about Alan Wake, the original. But let's move on to Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for this one. I cannot wait. And as I'm noticing here... Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out five days, five days before Alan Wake 2 on October 12th. So I don't know what we're going to do about this kind of situation. Because when games come out like this too close together, you know, you have to pick and choose one. 
And both of them are really good. Both of them are super anticipated for me, so. This is what I mean. This is what I mean by 2023 being one of the biggest years in gaming. Because I'm pretty sure I've played, like, at least... At least two, right now, games of the years that are going to have to be fighting for my chance to do back and forth. So, I really think that this is kind of where we're going to. And what this situation is going to be with this game. Is, you're going to have to pick and choose. What game is it going to be? Is it going to be Mirage? Is it going to be Alan Wake? Don't know. It's honestly going to probably be Mirage. Because I've been... I've had a hankering for an Assassin's Creed game. And I been waiting for them to kind of do something different with this RPG formula, you know, because I just don't care for how much RPG elements they're putting in and they've been throwing in to these different games. I loved Origins, loved it to pieces, but it feel like they've just been ballooning from there. And I feel like the formula was perfect with Origins. So seeing them go back, you know, even earlier than Origins to that formula, very, very excited to see that's something that intrigues me as a diehard Assassin's Creed fan. I really want to see them, you know, kind of change it up a little bit. You know what I mean? And to see that they're going to be still keeping with the RPG elements, you know, in, in some other titles, but then maybe work these kind of titles in as well. That makes me happy. It means that they're looking in the future, kind of like Epic Games with Fortnite, how they added that no builds mode. And now that is a staple, uh, staple build. A part of their roster. You've got no build mode, and then you've got the build mode. You, everybody's happy now. It's perfect. And I, I, I love that Ubisoft is trying to do that. But let's we'll see how well this game lands before we can make a judgment on that, on this new path for them. Alrighty, guys. It's the big one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, my God. Spider-Man 2, guys. Spider-Man freaking 2. So, first of all, Craven is a madman in this. He looks unbelievably crazy. Like, he's just he's just hunting people for fun. And I mean, I know that that's like his kind of MO, you know? But like, to see it in action, to see him just break a dude's neck for nothing? You know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, hey. But, you know, we, we get to, we see Craven in the woods, in the, in the woods, in the jungle. And, you know, his, uh, his, People are telling them, like, hey, maybe you should just go and um, somewhere else and try to find some extra, you know, things to do. And basically, go to a different hunting ground. That's what they said. Maybe you should go to a different hunting ground and see what happens. And long story short, they finally make their way to New York City. And this is six months later now. We have a time jump. And we are in a, uh, a neighborhood. And you see Spider-Man jump out from a basement level and immediate oh no i'm sorry it wasn't even that he pushes these enemies out of the basement with the symbiote and then he jumps out the symbiote grabs him completely goes all over his suit morphs to him and then he is now the black suited spider-man that is how they started this off and i'm telling you i watched this trailer twice now and this is the only one that I went back to watch again. And I've got to say, what Yuri is doing with Peter in this as the black suit to Spider-Man, not only is the combat, you know, grittier, and you can feel that impact. You can feel how hard he's hitting these people. But 
It's the moveset as well. The moveset is wild. Un-freaking-believable. I mean, like, I was losing... I was screaming like a little girl. I, this was at 12.45 at night. You know what I mean? Almost 1 o'clock. And I am literally screaming underneath a blanket because I'm losing my shit right now watching what's on screen and watching this new Spider-Man and how he is. And again, it's it's the combination of the the crazy combat how intense the combat is with his black suit but also yuri's delivery of peter parker's mental state while under the suit and it's so weird it's so weird to hear him like this and it's scary it's so scary and i'm telling you like even watching it a second time it scares me that much more to hear him and to see his demeanor through this we're not going to touch every point in this trailer but Another aspect of this is uh, when, you know, we're a couple, you know, a few minutes into the trailer and you finally see um, Peter there. There's this uh, helicopter that is going down on this pier. Peter comes and swings in, grabs this civilian and he just drops him. He swings in, drops him down, turns away. And I'm like, did he just drop him? And then Miles swings back and he kind of like goes back to like tries to help him up a little bit and like he looked concerned as well so i was like okay so no that wasn't just me that wasn't just me he literally literally just dropped this dude watching it a second time you can see he not only did it purposefully he like and i'm saying peter when he dropped this dude he not only did it purposefully he did it in like with disgust because he drops him and then he looks like he just stares at him for like a split second before turning and going and doing what he does so you can tell it was like he was like disgusted that he had to save this dude and that's not peter but again it is peter as the black suited spider-man when the symbiote has gotten a hold of him and you can really tell that Yuri is digging in and grabbing that Sasuke Uchiha that he did back in the day. And he is using that for Peter right now. And I really feel like, again, you know, Yuri's voice is pretty much, he doesn't really change it that much when he does these different roles. But um, I really feel like it, this black-suited Spider-Man is a mix of Sasuke and Peter from the first game. And again, that would be what it is. You know, when his voice gets darker, he will start to sound like Sasuke. If you've seen the show, you know that Sasuke sounds very, very dark. And did, you know, if you don't know it's Yuri, you wouldn't know that it's him until you start to hear his little infliction or in inflictions, inflections. And that's kind of the aspect that I see. I can still hear Peter in there, but I feel there are some moments that I hear Sasuke and that Sasuke part is the symbiote. And it's that, that getting in his mind and seeing that, Miles is picking up on that too and understanding that something's not right. Something is off. Something we got to do something here. Unbelievable. I am 1000% in for this. Y'all already know there was no if and or buts. I cannot wait for this game. Cannot. There is I just I just can't. And it's going to be a bang. Like that's just the case. And it's coming out later this fall. Hopefully it doesn't slip. I don't think it will because in Insomniac we trust. But I am really hoping that this one lands. I'm hoping that a lot of these games that were discussed today in this uh, in this episode of the JMR podcast are going to land this year and really bring some fun into the back half of our 2023. But guys, as we wrap up here and we finish our discussion with PS, uh, the PlayStation Showcase, let me know what you're thinking of it and how you felt. If you watched the showcase, how are you feeling for it? You know, did you like it? Did you not like it? 
Was it was there something that you felt PlayStation could have done better? Was there something that you personally wanted to see? Something a leak that you heard that you were adamantly thinking that it was going to be here and it just wasn't? Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what we all wanted and let's have a good conversation about it, right? Because at the end of the day, these are games, right? We want to have fun playing them. We just I just want to talk about them. That's all it is. So let's have fun doing it. All right, guys. But before I get you out of here, I want to let you know that there's always going to be a Sith Lord lingering about, you know what I mean? Lingering about the galaxy. He's going to be trying to find you. You as a Padawan, me as a Jedi Master, he's going to be trying to find anything and any trace of us. Main, he, he's, he might have a breathing disorder, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm not the one that said it. Somebody told me that he might because I haven't seen the man. But if you ever are faced with vengeance and he comes for you, just know the Force will always be with you. It's time to go, baby.